Open our lips, O God, that our mouths might proclaim your praise. Amen. So do you think it's a bit over the top that on this day with flood watches we read Noah? (laughs) Just saying. Love how the lectionary works out that way. Actually today what we should be doing, we should be passing out stationery and pens so that each of us could write a thank you note to John, to the evangelist, to the writer of this gospel text. Because this gospel text isn't some kind of a biography of Jesus. It wasn't written for the people who were there in the moment. It was written for us. We hear that echoed in the conversation with Thomas this morning. You believe because you saw, blessed are those folks who are coming after you who will not get a chance to see but will believe. John is saying, blessed are you who didn't get to see Jesus in the flesh but are choosing to believe. And that very last verse that we heard of John, just to make sure that we're all clear, these things were written so that you might know and believe, you who are coming after us. And so this whole gospel, this whole story of Thomas, these resurrection appearances are stories for us. They're not about Thomas. I mean, you've heard how many sermons on Thomas being a doubter and being faithful and da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Um, doubt really is part of the faith journey, and if we've never doubted, we've never really believed. You've heard that sermon, right? I'll trust, and if you haven't, call me. We'll go have coffee this week. (laughs) Thomas is simply part of a much larger story of these resurrection appearances in which John is talking about what does it take to believe? And what's the difference between believing in and believing about? And if we take last week's gospel and this, we have at least four characters. We have Mary, we have the beloved disciple, we have Peter and Thomas, all having to figure out what to do with this risen Christ. And you remember the story, Mary's the first one who gets to the tomb and sees it empty and runs back and tells the other disciples. When they hear it, Peter and the beloved disciple take off in a foot race. The beloved disciple gets there first, but the beloved stops outside the tomb. There's a great sermon right there. While Peter runs in, the beloved disciple, it says, then went in, saw the the linens laying there, and believed. And the next part of the statement, the sentence, is one of those great author statements, written sentences. It says, and he believed, though they did not understand. The beloved is one way of believing. Mary is another way of believing. Peter is another way of believing. Thomas is another way of believing. The beloved sees it. He has no idea what's going on. But there's something in his relationship, something in his connection to Jesus that goes, don't know what the heck this means. But I'm going to choose to believe. It's not dumb. It's not uninformed. It's simply something about the relationship that exists between them. And he says, I believe, and I'll figure out the details later. Mary and Peter, we don't know exactly when Peter, we don't hear exactly when Peter comes to believe. Mary goes back outside, has that conversation we know where she's not sure who this gardener is, but during the conversation realizes and hears her name called, and she believes. Another way of coming to belief of coming to understand the risen Christ. And today we have Thomas who's saying, 
uh, unless I see it myself, unless I get the human touch, the incarnation, which is something we preach about all the time, God in human flesh. And Thomas is saying, I've got to experience it in human flesh. And so the evangelist gives us all these different ways of, of coming to belief to say they're all right, they're all sacred, there's no one way better than another. And if we took time for everyone here to talk about your spiritual journey, we would have all kinds of different stories about coming to belief. And I know probably 99.9% .9 of them would have some stories about doubt as part of belief. He saw and believed. And while we're talking about belief, I also want to throw out the difference between believing in and believing about. What we believe about God is not really what the story's about. It's not that that's unimportant, but what we believe in is what carries the faith, what carries life, what connects them to the risen one. You've heard people say, what do Episcopalians believe in? And you've heard an answer perhaps that, well, come pray with us and you'll find out what we believe. One of the ways I like to answer it is to say, um, look at our Book of Common Prayer. And if you want to know what we believe, watch how it's constructed. What's the very first thing that we tell you when you open that book? It's the calendar of the church year. The holy days, the seasons, the feast days, particular liturgies about how we observe those days and seasons. And then you get into things like baptism and Eucharist. And then you get into life moments like baptisms and funerals and healing and the rite of confession. And about page 800-something, a little farther in the book, you get to the catechism where we talk about what do we believe about God and ourselves and the world. 800 pages before we start getting to that. Because what we believe about God, I don't know about you, but in the 60-some years of my life, that's changed a lot, and I know it will change before I see Jesus in glory. But belief in relationship with, connection to, we understand is found in the rhythms and observing the seasons together. That's where we engage and encounter the Christ again and again and again. Believe in, life with, connection to. And that's part of what the evangelist is saying today. It's about their relationship with Jesus. It's about their gathering together. That's where they see the risen Christ. What they believe about it, they don't understand it. but they're still fully connected. Belief, many paths, many understandings, practices lead to appearances. Another part of the story is when Jesus sees them, what is the first thing he says to them? He doesn't walk in and say, hey, it's me. I told you I'd be back. Or the older among us, um, Lucy, I'm home, you know. No. The first thing he does is he says, peace be with you. Peace be with you. 
when he engages Thomas, the first thing, peace be with you, which really shouldn't surprise us because it's an ancient Mideast custom. When you see one another, you greet one another with peace be with you. It's like us when we say the Lord be with you. And that's not a wish, it's an affirmation. It's saying, I see the sacred in you and you see the sacred in me. Amen. From there, we go forth. And so what the evangelist wants us to hear, we who the evangelist is writing for, is that the very first thing God sees in us is the place of the sacred. Peace be with you. From there, we start working through all this other stuff. But you are the place of God. I am, Jesus says, the place of God. That's where we start. And all the stuff about believing and not believing and trying to figure out who the risen Christ is, that comes from this. But the very first thing we hear about ourselves is peace, God, us. Peace is you. Peace is us. Well, if we're still trying to figure out how fully God is in us, we run into one of those great statements again in this part where Jesus says, as the Father has sent me, so I send you. And you've probably heard us say a hundred times from this pulpit, that word as means as. Not kind of like, because Jesus wasn't around anymore, you guys have to be what God settles for, but God looks at all of you and says, as, as, as. As Jesus was in the world, so are you in the world. So are you the manifestation of resurrection. So are you the physical reality through which people experience Christ. And when we connect that with the greeting, we realize that every human being is well, is where we seek and serve Christ. As God sent me in the world, so I send you. It's a good thing the church gave us 50 days to play with that one. We are the risen Christ. And so these 50 days of Easter are about appearances of resurrection. They're about the risen Christ, and they're about us. They're about paths of belief. They're about peace is us. They're about recognizing and living into the fact that as God sent Jesus, God sends us. And so here's your homework for the week. Keep a note, keep a journal of where you see the risen one appearing this week in yourself and in other people, and in the world. And what does that take for us to see the risen one in ourselves and in others and in the world? Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you.